God is good. How's everybody tonight? Doing good still? I just really like it when we get into a place and, you know, God starts doing things, the Spirit of God starts moving and doing stuff. You know, it's not necessarily on display in front of everyone, but I know it's happening. And good things are transpiring and people get direction and answers and sometimes we just get drenched a little bit and uh, you know sometimes it sometimes you can't really move around like you want to until you get up to cruising altitude because they make you sit in your seat but once you get up there then you're free to move around free to walk around take the seat belt off and do what you need to do and uh that's often the case in a service and uh, you get to a place and you can start moving around you can start doing stuff yeah but sometimes that that before you get there you just stay just sit down <laughs> you know what I mean you just stay in that place until you until you arrive then all of a sudden things things start happening on a greater uh, with a greater ease meaning you move around in the spirit start seeing things knowing things understanding things just have a different perspective when you're up there amen i have a verse on my heart uh it's psalm one it's the the chapter is psalm 133 all right let's take a minute and read it and see where we go from there Had another one on my heart, but this one came later. So I'm going with the last one that came. And we'll see if the other one comes back around. I won't tell you what it is, just in case I don't go there. Psalm 133 reads this way, verse 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren... That would include the cistern, right? For brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, now, what is it? It's good and it's pleasant when we are together and we're unified, right? We have, have unity. What would be the opposite of that? Well, when, there, when there's disunity, what's that like? It's bad. <laughs> It's not fun. Uh, it's a it's an uncomfortable place. It's an unproductive place. He goes on to say, "It's like verse two. It's like the precious oil upon uh, upon the head, running down on the beard, uh, the beard of Aaron. Aaron was a priest, high priest, running down on the edge of his garments. Oil, you know, is a type of the anointing in the scripture." It's the, the power of God. He said, it's like the dew of Hermon descending on the mountains of Zion. I mean, you can see a lot of figurative language even if you don't know Hermon or Zion. <laughs> you can see dew is a, you know, refreshing thing. Um, uh, for there, there in that place, the Lord commanded the blessing. Life forevermore. It's not an uncommon thing, very common for 
Christians to talk about, to think about, to discuss, to teach, to pray about the blessing of God, isn't it? I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a blessing. It's not a curse. It's a blessing for us to talk about and desire and want the blessing of God on us. That's a good thing. But we can see something very important here. It says, this place, the Lord commands it. What place is that? It's the place where we are together and we're unified. Unity is a really big deal with God. Okay, really, really important. Very, very important. If we want more of God's blessing commanded on us, what do we need more of? Unity. Okay. Now, right at the same time then, if you were the devil, just pretend. <laughs> if you were the devil, what would be the, the main thing you would try to disrupt? Unity. You would. I mean, if you knew, and the devil can read, he's an idiot, but you know, he can read. Read this and have seen it in practice in heaven and, and, uh, and on the earth. Uh, you would make it your primary goal to disrupt and to bring a, a, a disunity within any group of people that is seeking the will of God, endeavoring to carry out the plan of God, you would try to divide them. Yes. Remember Jesus' words along those lines, any house divided against itself will fall. Right? So we can see this, that the Spirit of God then is working continually in your heart, in my heart, uh, so that we would be able to walk together so that we would be united and have this spirit of unity so that his blessings would overflow and abound in our lives continually yeah and on the church hmm. and we can also see then that the enemy is working night and day and his intention is to disrupt the very thing that commands a blessing in our lives. Yeah. It kind of blows the lid off some of his strategy, doesn't it? I mean, how many know this is just one of those areas you see it and you can start to recognize, okay, that's a trap of the enemy. I see how I've fallen for that in the past. I see how I've gotten tripped up. I see how I've limited God in his fullness in my life before. But I'm not going to do it again. Huh? See, we recognize the plans of God, His Spirit, how He's leading us, and we recognize the enemy's traps. And that really sets us up for God's abundant blessing. You know, uh, while we're talking, let's look at uh, James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Now, if you're new to a, a believers meeting uh, at Life Church, I usually try to say this sometime during our services because it almost seems like some would 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 just kind of observe and say it almost seems like you don't you didn't plan this service or you didn't prepare. Uh, no, prepare yes, plan no. <laughs> In other words, our plan is just to flow with the Spirit. All right, we're already hearing from God. We're already flown with him, and his anointing is precious and it's present. But we don't we don't treat this like a 
like a service where we're where it's evangelistic in any way. This is a believers meeting. Believers all have the Spirit of God, right? And so we're able to do things, and God wants us to do things in a certain way. There, there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, victory and celebration that should be going on when believers get together. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. I could talk a while about that, but uh, James chapter three. I got to find my find a good verse in here. Um, verse fourteen. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Now, now consider this, where there is unity, where there is, it's good, it's pleasant, we're together, we're unified, God's blessing is there. Where there, where these things exist, can, uh, where envy and self-seeking, some translations, King James Bible says strife, am I right, does anybody have that? Where envy and strife exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So we can see real clear the atmosphere that atmosphere that causes blessing, and we can see the atmosphere that causes evil to exist. Every evil thing. What's that? Well, it would be strife, which is rooted in selfishness, as you can see. So again, uh, blowing the lid off, you know, some of the enemy strategies. Uh, God wants us to think alike. He wants us to be on the same page. He wants us to go the same direction. He, he wants us to uh, wants us to be together. The enemy wants us to be going different directions. In fact, in the middle of it, he wants us to be ticked off at each other half the time. He wants this person to say, no, you're going the wrong way. And this person to say, no, you're going the wrong way. And this person to say, we should do this. This person to say, we should do this. You know what I'm talking about? Just constant disagreement to the point where there's strife. Have you ever been in strife? <laughs> it's not fun, is it? There's something, especially if you're if you're a Christian. I mean, if you're anyone, but if you're a believer and you're in strife, there's something on the in, in the pit of your stomach that'll say, Ugh, even if you won the fight, because there's something about it that's just totally ungodly. Hmm. But that's the that's how the enemy works. So how, how would he do that? Well, usually it's planning thoughts. Planting little seeds, little thoughts. This person said this about you. This is what they're thinking. This is what they intended. Their motive was this. Huh? This, and and all kinds of little thoughts. You you know, it could be based in pride. You know better than them. You're more spiritual. You hear from God, they don't. You know, little seeds, little thoughts, little little deceptions. what, what, What is it all intended to do? To get us to divide. To get us to separate, to be, to be against one another instead of for each other, uh, trying to win but not win in life, <laughs> not not live in the victory, but win over each other. If I win over you and you win over me, we don't win. Why? Because the blessing of God is not commanded there, and nothing compares to having the blessing of God. 
you, you see this in Scripture, the power of, 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 of unity, how it's even in the human race to the point where if you read in Genesis chapter 6, where it all, the human race got together and decided to build a tower called Babel, Tower of Babel, as it's called now. So we're going to build a tower. We're going to keep everyone here together. And God didn't want that. Uh, but they were succeeding just because they were together, just because they were unified and they had a goal. And, uh, you know, if, you, if your plans are not in accordance with God's plans, you can succeed until he comes and, and messes it up for you. <laughs> right? And he did that with them with the languages. That's how the races started. And what a bunch of idiots. I wish they wouldn't have done that. I mean, it wouldn't have been better. We all speak the same language and don't have to have all this stuff. But they were unified, but they were doing things against God. And so he, he interrupted and stopped it. Yeah. What if, we're, what if we're unified and we're doing things for God? We're seeking the will of God together. You care more about what God wants than you care about what you want. I care more about what God wants than I care about what I want. What happens in that, in that situation? God's blessing is commanded there. Because how many know that uh, this truth, this reality, there's always going to be the option, maybe the temptation to take what God wants and for the sake of unity, we lower His standard. We water down His Word. We diminish His calling and so we can unify with those who are carnal and worldly. And those who have their own agenda. And those who want to have their will being done. And if we, if we think like that, well, we value unity above all else. Not above all else. No, no. Value God and His Word and His ways and His plan. And yeah, value that. Okay. So, well, what about unity then? What if someone won't come along? Not everyone will. Not everyone will. But we have to rally around the will of God, the plan of God, the purposes of God. When we'll do that, He's going to pour His blessing on that. If we rally around, you know, this other thing and we lower God to match up with what people like, there's no commanded blessing on that. That's when He comes and messes up our language. Huh? That's when we're going to start not communicating with each other and this thing's going to blow apart. Hallelujah. Man, this is better than I thought. Yeah. So let's, let's, wa- let's watch this real, real close. Watch it in your family. Watch it on your job. Just absolutely refuse to participate with, in strife. Okay. Does that mean we agree with everyone all the time? No. No, but you, how many know you can disagree with someone and still be nice to them? You can disagree with someone and still have love, but refuse to be, refuse to have strife in your life because that brings the presence of the, of the devil. Every evil thing is there. You've probably walked into people's house before and, and you walked in and it was quiet. No one was saying anything, but it's like, yeah, what's in the air here? What is that? It's called strife. And you've, you've also walked into, the, into places before. And you walked in and it's like God was there. And it's like, what's going on here? <laughs> this is good. <laughs> nice. Sometimes people come in late to church. Stop that, by the way. Uh, 
people come in late to church. You, some of you have experienced it. You come in, and people are worshiping God, and it's like, oh my, that was nice. It's like you walk into a cloud. It's like there's a there's a presence there, and you step into it, and you just get caught up. Hallelujah. What were we talking about? <laughs> Amen. Look at look at Ephesians four. So so guard, guard yourself in your families, especially. Don't don't ever don't ever let there be strife in in your house. I don't know. Some might say, "Well, that's easier to say than than to do." You got to start start recognizing what it is, though. I mean, doesn't the scripture say in James four earlier, "Resist the devil, and he will." flee from you and we think yeah if he brings you know sickness or and that kind of stuff we're going to resist that well certainly that's that would be in the in that 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 arena strife is also in that arena your family needs to be unified and you you got to recognize that when it starts happening say are we really going to let the presence of the devil in our house man i mean i mean the church i mean it's supposed to be known as uh, you know, Jesus said, my house my, should be called a house of prayer. But it's a house of God's presence, not the building. I mean, the building only is that because we're here. Okay, the people of God. But it's God's presence. Wouldn't it be terrible for us to allow the presence of the devil in this place by being remaining upset with people, lack of forgiveness and all that kind of stuff? I haven't said, ah, you know, you allow that thing in your heart. I don't like that. Why do they have to do that? Why does he have to say that? Why why this? Watch out, watch out. We're never going to all always think exactly the same on every minute detail. That is not the issue. huh? How many know when you grow up, you realize it's not all about me? What we must resist is allowing that angst that those feelings that and we let it burn within us and we're always just kind of a little bit irked yeah but uh, why this uh, wish they wouldn't do that watch out now because where's that coming from it's not the spirit of god it's not now if we're doing you know if something's going on that's totally contrary to the word it's ungodly yeah the spirit of god is not going to agree with that and you might know that Hopefully we'll, we'll all know that. But other things, I tell you, it's not the Spirit of God. It's, the, it's another spirit. Trying to stir up strife. Why? To stop the full flow of His blessing. Amen. Amen. I love a good drenching. Oh, it's so good. I'm talking about the presence of Almighty God. I'm talking about the very songs that we sing about being surrounded by it and filled and saturated in His glory. I love it. I love it. There's nothing else that, that could, can compare to that. You know, when you hear, uh, I remember reading, I think it was Wigglesworth years ago, may have this quote in my mind, uh, that he, he said, I'd rather uh, 
have the anointing of God on me. I think he said like five minutes or ten minutes. Than to own the world with a fence around it. That's your priorities right. I mean you can own the place. (laughs) The planet. That's what everyone's fighting for. They want control. They want power. They want wealth. They want things. He said no. I've been in God's presence. You just give me that for a few minutes. I'd rather have that any day. That's someone who knows something. Huh? When we get that and we have that and we, and we all have it. <laughs> now watch. Forget that for a minute. There's, there's unity when it comes to our hearts. Meaning, kind of what I've been talking about. We're just not going to allow ourselves to go certain places where we allow certain thoughts to plant and grow and develop and eventually manifest in in an ugly way. That's our heart for each other. My heart is for you. I refuse to think evil thoughts about you. If you do something that, that, you know, against me, sure, I'm like any person, I'm going to have evil thoughts for a moment. I refuse to stay there. We all need to be that way. We're just not going to do that. We're not going to be enemies with each other. We're we're the family of God. We're living together forever. Yeah. And if you don't like someone, they're your roommate for the first millennia. I think. I can't prove that with scripture, but you know. (laughs) Nah. Punishment in heaven. No. Uh, and so, but we got to have that heart for each other. Even for people we don't know. Even for people you think are totally weird. Why? Because we're family. Some of you have family members that are totally weird, right? But why? They still have a place, special place in your heart because they're family. Some of us have totally different backgrounds, futures, interests, passions, giftings. We might not even know each other except... We've both been born again. And God is our Father. And now we're family. So we always think that way. Okay, but here's, the, here, here's then the, the other side to that. So, that. so we have that unity in our hearts. But there's also a unity of practice. Meaning, we choose because of the greater purpose of God's eternal kingdom and His plan, what He wants to do in the earth, we choose to do the same things. We choose to participate with the same activities. We, we're talking unity in, in, in practical sense. When we come to a service like this, we choose to do the same things at the same time because we know when we can maximize our unity in that way, God's blessing comes stronger and greater. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Uh, It's where we sometimes set aside how we feel. We set aside what we personally need or think we need at the moment. And we do the same thing. That could be this. That could be praying. That could be hearing like we're doing. If it's whatever's going on in the service, people being prayed for, we're there. Huh? We're giving, we're there. Not half the people are irked because we're taking an offering and the other half are thrilled. No. 
God's blessing is what we want. I read a story years ago. Uh, and it said there was these, in this story, there were, there was this company and they decided to put on this event just really for fun, but with, with a, uh, you know, a big, uh, outdoor event where they were going to have a rowing competition, uh, with a rival company. But it wasn't for, for, you know, making money. It was just picnic and go out and we're going to have a rowing, uh, contest. And, uh, but, some competition there because they're rivals in business. They're going to do this in the company. And the, the ones that initiated this um, were very disappointed because as soon as the, the, it started, the other company, they took off, you know, well ahead of their team. And, uh, and they beat them the whole way, beat them by quite a bit. And so, like, that was their idea. Of course, they wanted to win. Uh, they didn't win. They got smoked. And so they, they decided to put... Uh, a committee together afterwards to study, you know, and find out, put a committee together to decide who to blame uh, for their loss. So they did, they put this committee together to study it, and, and they appointed some other committees, of course, and and they analyzed what took place and what was going on and, and, and why they did so poorly. And, and when, they, when it all came down, they gave their report, they said, well, the other team, the other company, they cheated. They said uh, they had um, in their boat, nine people were in each uh, boat. They had one in the front, and there was a name for that dude. I forget what they call that. Some of you might know. One person was in the front, and they were, they were setting the tempo and calling it out. And they, were everyone, and they had eight people rowing. And they said, in our boat, we had eight people calling out stuff and one person rowing. <laughs> And so it was unfair. And you can see that. And when it was all said and done, they finally, you know, came to a conclusion. They uh, said, this is how we're going to fix this. They, and they concluded at the end that our guy needs to row harder. And so... <laughs> what are we talking about? Doing the same thing. And sometimes, you know, how many know that's the way... It's kind of a little side note here, but how many know that's the way God intended the church to be? Meaning, in any given situation, uh, there's going to be a whole lot more people rowing than there are speaking. So, I, I don't like it. I don't like it to be about one person here, one person there. That's how the kingdom of God works. It really is. God set it up that way. He called different individuals, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and some would get direction for others. It just happens that way. Whether if we don't like it, that doesn't matter. It still is that way. That God would speak to some. They would transfer. Now, God speaks to all of us, but He doesn't speak to all of us the same thing. Huh? God, God, speak, God will speak to me, my wife, and my kids. But He's not giving my kids direction for the family. It's just not. Give them direction for their lives and, and different things there. And, and, and God will do that. And so, knowing that, that's something we can unify around. 
and recognize this is a move of God, this is, a, this is how He wants to do something, and when we go along with it, what happens? Blessings. Blessing is poured out. Blessing is poured out. And there's a time to pray, and a time to shout, and a time to sing, and a time to be quiet, and time to listen. But if we, if we get to a place where we all just have our favorite part of God... I like this part of God. Mm, 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 mm. You know? It, it, it's, like, it's like this. God reveals. You know how God reveals Himself? If you study the Scripture, He reveals Himself name by name. By name He reveals Himself. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom. You know, whole bunch of stuff. Different names. And He would reveal Himself progressively to different people. Now, if someone said, well, I'm, uh, I'm a Jaira person. And so if we're talking about Jaira, you know, the provider. Oh, I'm in there. Oh, I love this. Ooh, I love to talk about you. But then all the Shalom people are checked out. Because I really think, oh, I just love the peace of God. Oh, I love His peace. You know... <laughs> We can, we can fall, and we should be in love with all of God, as we know. But we can fall in love with certain aspects and even certain practices, certain types of worship, certain types of services. And, and so we think, well, I'm all about this. Well, how about I'm just all about God? And I'm all about His family and His spirit moving and His people. And if it's service one way, then I'm going to be for that that day. And if it's service another day, it's, if it's totally different, then I'm all about that that day. Hallelujah. But it's an open heart where God can do different things. He's very diverse. He has a lot of things He wants to say and do. Amen. The body of Christ has been known, if you study church history, for extremes. We swing from one pendulum to the other. Way over here, and then way over here, and then way back over here, right? And if we could just stay in the middle of the road, you know, it's, it's like teaching, okay? Uh, before I was born and uh, in the church, we read about even in our country and early part of last century, and, you know, people didn't know hardly anything. Christians didn't know hardly anything. I mean, their knowledge of the Bible was very low. Okay, they said all, you read even some of the great preachers in the church, and you read some of their material sometimes, you think, oh my. They had a very, they didn't know, they didn't know a bunch of stuff. They had some revelation in some areas, for sure, but they didn't know some things. And then, well, God brought along teachers, and, and, and if you read, you can, you can find out that there, that, that teaching became a very prominent thing in the body of Christ. I mean, that's all churches focused on. There became teaching centers raised, were, were raised up all over. And, and it was all teaching the Word. I mean, I know I have personal friends that started churches late 70s, around 80, early 80s. And, and, and there was a time in there where all they had to do was open up a building and say, we're going to teach faith, we're going to teach healing, and, and it, their church would fill up. People were so hungry for that kind of stuff, and they, would, they didn't have to do anything else right. <laughs> If you do that now, that doesn't work. That, that doesn't work. You can't just do that. And uh, 
you know, in fact, I even know of a guy who used to have, have a church in our area. And, I did, you know, someone told me after they had tried for years and years and years to have a church and uh, just couldn't get going. And this person finally decided, well, you, you just can't build this kind of church in the Treasure Valley. A church of faith, a church of the word. And, and, and I thought, well, no, we're doing it. It's just you can't. There's just different approaches. Anyway, that's a side note. Uh, but anyway, it was all about teaching the word. And then what happens is people swing the other way. And, and, and there are people even now, many in, Mary, in many uh, circles, that if you have too much teaching of the word, you know, too much in their mind, then God's not moving. And people go way to the other extreme, and it's all, if we're not just laughing and falling out and, and just having that, then, uh, then we're not really having church. Well, what happened there? People, they don't realize what's going on. They just fell in the other ditch. You need a move of the Spirit. Absolutely. You need the teaching of the Word continually. And if, if we can just try to say, I'm not saying I'm perfectly balanced, but I'm trying to keep my eye on it. You know? We've got to have a move of the Spirit and, 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 and these things. And we've got to have the teaching of the Word. That's never going to go away. Amen. Why do I say that? Again, where do we go in our minds? Where do we go in our hearts when we're doing things? There is a unity of, of activity. And if we can stay, to get, stay, stay together on stuff, the blessing of God saturates us. And things just work. You see more salvations, you see more healings, you see more, more uh, finances, you see more happiness, you know, joy. You, you, you see more, more of God all over the place just as a normal part of being there. Listen, you go and, and you stay in an in a atmosphere of strife long enough, you'll find people getting sick. You'll find depression. You'll find suicidal thoughts. You'll find all kinds of stuff will manifest in that atmosphere of, 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 of strife. It's the devil, and he has his run of the place. Huh? You know, I've told parents before when they're having trouble with their children. I mean, my kids keep getting sick, and they're getting in trouble at school, and doing this and this. And one of my questions is, how are you guys getting along? Mom and Dad, how are you, how are you getting along? What's going on? Tell me, you know, what's, what's happening? You know, what I've heard many times, yeah, we've been fighting a lot. I say, well, that's opening the door to a lot of other problems in your family. It is. You've got to shut the door on that. That's top priority. Don't, don't spank the kid till he's blue in the butt. You need to get work on your, each other. You know what I'm talking about? Because that's, that's, the, that's the open door there. When you get that straight, blessing starts being commanded in your house again. If it works in a home, it works in a church because the home and the church are the same. They are. It's just bigger. Uh, you can see it all through Scripture. We're a family. God's blessing is commanded here. Amen, amen. Well, thank you, Lord. He's helping us. And so guard your heart. Man, that sounds like a good message. With all diligence. Seriously, though. I know I'm teaching that on Sunday, but not this particular part of it. Guard your heart against, against strife and division. we got to stay together. Well, I just don't agree with that. <laughs> well, 
Go fight some fight with someone else because we don't want to fight. We don't. We want to stand together, lock arms, and, and see God move. Amen, amen. amen.